Good morning, Moonlight Citizens. Man on the Moon here, coming to you with another episode of the Moonlight Kingdom podcast. We're ready to blast off in three, two, one. Where is everyone? I hit them. Ah! I hit them. Like, come on. It's literally a protection thing. It's not about you hit them. But you know what? Good, because they added, you know, they made the riding support, you know, the lack of visuals. Yeah. But still, it's just that that thing in itself, I hit them. Like, if you're going to do Secret Invasion, you need scrolls. You need numbers, you, and you need fights. Yeah. I just feel like a project that's a TV show that has, again, big budget, right? 200 M's. That's a big budget. But once it's spliced over, like, nine episodes, it kind of shrinks and it becomes tougher to fulfill as much visual per episode. Like, that that kind of scale kind of deteriorates. And, like, quality yeah. versus quantity versus, um, like, the actual, the actual uh, like, amount of times we see the scrolls. Like, all of that has to balance. If it can't balance, then you're not going to have a, a full story, so... Not just scrolls. make certain sacrifices. We also had super scrolls in here, but only, like, two of them, so... Exactly, that's the thing. Like, if, if you're going to animate two super scrolls with, like, 20 different powers each, you got to dial it back on the numbers. Yep. And that's partially why I say, like, this, it's not just the, you know, the lack of scrolls. It's that, like, this is the Nick Fury show because this show has been more or less a breaking down of what makes Nick Fury Nick Fury more than it has been Secret Invasion. Because in the comics, like, Secret Invasion affects everybody. Like, everyone's in on this. And, yeah. Everyone was so shocked when Hank Pym was a scroll. Yeah. And it was like a completely, it was like a betrayal. Yeah. Like, even if, even with Elektra and, and all that, like, it was, it was world rocking. But in the show, it doesn't really feel so world rocking. It's just like, oh, okay, that's a thing. Yeah. You know, they don't put so much emphasis as they, as they should put in that like structure there was never the feeling of that they could be anywhere they could be anyone like yeah they could be anyone but they're not anywhere man like they usually where gravic and them are hiding out and the thing in the comics anyone could be a scroll because like you know there were stakes because any of the avengers could be scrolls those are the stakes but in the show they're just people like, yeah, you're a I just scrub, like, there was like a few, yeah. a few cutscenes, you know. Yeah. Like some, it's like it's like Sam Wilson training, and then one of his, one of the people on his team was a scrub, you know, just like monitoring him. Yeah. Like just something like that, like something to really connect the world, give it real stakes. Like, oh my God, there's a scroll right next to you know Rhodey, Captain America. Oh my God. There's a scroll right next to, you know, like, fucking Spider-Man, you know. There's a scroll who's tracking him. You know, there's a scroll who still knows he's Peter Parker somehow, and they're tracking him or whatever. Like, something like that. Like, something to really give us fans, like, a shock element. Like, oh, my God.
very simple. Things happen, characters react, and boom, it's over. Like, it's nothing crazy. You just described the third act of every Phase 4 movie that came out. Things happen, characters react, and boom, it's over.
that's just painful. And with Miss Marvel and the the big crystal fists, that I didn't know how to react to that at first because I'm like, her hands get huge in the comics I, and like. I to ignore it now. Yeah. Like you know, it is a power. I just feel like there's still massive decades for you know, quote unquote, trying to save that power for Reed Richards. Like, it literally doesn't matter if there's two stretchy characters in the universe. It literally doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, that's how it is in the comics. I just feel like they have this fear that they don't even have that many characters to, like, uh, like they don't have that many characters on the screen to begin with for them to have enough character padding to make it acceptable to have two stretchy characters. I get that element. But man, still, he could have taken a chance. What the fuck? And it's not like we're going to see Reed anytime soon. You see, and that kind of leads me to think that, okay, maybe they're refining the stretchy look. It's one of two things. They're the assholes and they're saving the stretchy look for Reed. They're fine with it. You know, they don't have any issue. But, on the other hand, maybe there is an issue, there is a hiccup, and they're not where they are in terms of the social thought, like tech. Like, we saw it in, I mean, look, we saw it in Fantastic Four, 2007, 2009, and we saw it in MOM. But I feel like they want to really get it down to a proper, proper fluidity, enough that they can have more of their stretching be present yeah. in a movie with the Fantastic Four. Because I do feel like most movies... Oh, the Fantastic Four, we've just seen Reed as a human man, you know, Reed is like six foot or six foot one or whatever. He's just there as a man, like for most of the movie. I, I, I do feel like maybe the MCU wants to make it more apparent that in every scene you're in, you are with Mr. Fantastic. Well, not, not maybe every single scene, maybe, you know, that's a little bit of hyperbole, but for a majority of the scenes, you understand, this is Mr. Fantastic, like he's stretching, he's... He's doing crazy things with his body, you know. Speaking, Maybe they're saving yeah. the bulk of the research of those effects for that. Maybe they have those effects and they're just being dickheads on Kavamba. It's one of two things. Speaking of Mr. Fantastic, um, what did you think of John Krasinski's take as him in M.O.M.? Like, did you like it? You know what? Yeah. Krasinski's been a fan cast for like, like, Nine years now, it's crazy. Did you buy him if, as Reed Richards? Did you believe him as Reed Richards? I did. But see, at the end of the day, no matter how good of an actor John Kaczynski is, the minute people see him on screen, a lot of them will just kind of go on the, oh my God, it's Jim. Yeah. And, it's pretty much the same consequence that kind of nearly befell. Oh, maybe it did. Uh, Robert Pattinson was like the Batman, like, oh, he's just Edward. He's playing a bad again. Gay, you know, all of those, you know, chats. But then when people finally saw the product, they were like, oh, you know what? He's kind of good. He's not a, he's not a bad anymore. He's, he's Batman. So it might take the audience seeing it for them to appreciate it. I feel like he can do it. But currently, he's blocked by the whole barrage slash group of people who say that Jim Halpert can't be Reed Richards. It, it, it doesn't match. But, you know, I've seen him in, like, Jack Reacher. I've seen him in uh, Quiet Place. 
he's good. He's good. He's young enough. He can carry the franchise for like 15 to 20 more years if needs be. Yeah, he's barely in his 40s. He can he can keep cooking to like 61. He, he, he definitely can as we don't just, he definitely can as we don't like, that's not a death sentence but yeah he's old enough to carry the franchise for as long as RDJ did he, he's, he's definitely young enough the actor that they've had obviously that Adam Driver you know how I feel about Driver he looks like a pit bull oh no 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 he, he, he said monkey like face a, like <laughs> he, looks like, he, he, he looks like a a, a, a Nike Rocher and the dog looks like a night crusher. Whatever dog that's called again. Yeah, that's how he looks like to me. So, I don't really like his face. He's like, he's not ugly, but yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that guy, um, like Penny's boyfriend on Big Bang. The, the, the tall guy, the Zach, like he was kind of dim. Like, you know, like a... Yeah. I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that dude, but he's not that dude. He's, he's like you said, he's not ugly. He's just not. Yeah, he, he, just looks, he, he looks a certain way. Yeah. And it's it's very distracting the way he looks. It's distracting most of the time. It's like, wait. Huh. same when he was in Star Wars? Nah, I think in Star Wars he was new enough that he wouldn't have a thing of what's he doing here. I think he was still a, a stranger to where it was very common. It was very like, oh, okay, this actor is, you know, a new actor and he's playing this character. Now that we know him, yeah. He just looks so out of place. It's like putting George Clooney in Expendables. Like, we know George Clooney, we love him, but what's he doing there? Yeah. Doesn't fit him. You know? That is yeah. straight up Megan Fox in Expendables 4. I'm like, I know who Megan Fox is, but why are you in Expendables 4? Just. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> you're cool. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Just, oh, oh, damn. It's so, so strange, man. Just, though, in regards to, you know, Secret Invasion, that uh, opening wasn't made by some artist somewhere. It was made entirely with AI. Yeah, it was AI. Yeah. It was very gnarly. Yeah. But you know what? I got the point. Because it's like, AI is trying to mimic reality. We are also trying to get reality, like the scrolls are. So yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, the AI is the scroll. So like, they're one and the same. So, you know, I was like, you know what? Okay, that's fine. That's forgivable. Yeah. It did look, it was creepy, you know, like, it's like, yeah, no, no person made this. This is, this is, plus when you run an image, through an AI, you do get these kind of wonky looks to it. Like, yeah, mm. it works. But with, I definitely feel like throughout the whole show, there were a lot of like cuts. Yeah, because there were scenes in the trailers that didn't make it into the show. Didn't make it, yeah. 
He's like, this is my mess. I need to clean it up myself. I'm like, dude, you by your lonesome are going to take on the scrolls when you have the ability to call back up. Are you for real? Like, come on, man. That's just... Uh, it's basically the show saying we are not going to shell out. We need a reason why these characters who realistically would be here aren't here. So we're just going to have him explain, no, this is my mess. I need to clean this up. Just, ah, uh, dude. But still, though, it's kind of a habit with him, though. Like, there are... <laughs> I mean, that Carol Danvers gave him that pager, and she's like, only for emergencies. And it became a thing. It's like when the Destroyer came down and fucked up New Mexico while it was fighting Thor, he didn't call Carol. When the fucking Battle of New York happened, and the world, and New York was almost nuked, he didn't call Carol. Like, when Ultron threatened to drop cities out of the sky, he didn't call Carol. And it wasn't until he got dusted that it was like, okay, now we call Captain Marvel. Like, just... Dude. Uh, it's a theme with... It's fitting with the character that he wouldn't, you know, call for help unless he absolutely 100% couldn't do the job. But still, dude. Yeah, like his ego was so bruised that he finally conceded to Bolivar. It's so embarrassing, like, uh, like, how many times has he called her before? Is, is, the, is, is Infinity War the first time he's ever called her back? Like, we never get any inspiration of that. Because, yeah. like, if that's the first time he's used the thing in, like, 20 years, what the fuck was it for? Like, that's the first time he's called her. I feel like we should have had, like, something that, you know, to be like, oh, okay, he's called her a few times. You know, like, maybe he called her 9-11. Like, you know, maybe she's the one who's a 9-11 that day. You know, like, things like that. Like, there's no explanation of, like, the relationship. doesn't flesh it out. Like, you know, he goes, oh, girl, damn, this is the daughter of the galaxy. Like, uh, okay. But, like, okay, we've seen you guys together, like, three times. Like, you, you, you can't even show us any flashbacks in secret invasion of you and Cal. They mention her a lot. Uh, I, I get it. It's your dynamic. But you don't even show us you and Carol. You don't even need to show her me, but you just bring in Bill Austin. Talking, you know, chatting, you know, maybe have one CGI scene when he calls us like, uh, fuck, do you say that? No, whatever. But it just feels like that's the first time he's ever called her. And he kind of brought the Avengers together to avoid ever calling her. Thank you. 
entire universe. Yeah. Maybe second, maybe second in place to his wife. Second in place to his wife, but you know, he's he kind of banned his wife. Well, he got snapped away. To be fair, you know, you know, we all we're all constantly growing and changing and evolving. So who knows? But I still think he cares about himself more than Carol. But who knows? I don't think he's ever loved Carol. Unless he likes like white bitches, but I don't think he does. But let's just say that he cares about his wife the most, himself the most, and then Carol the most. Oh, uh, you bring up Fury's wife. I did like that that one conversation that she had with Gaia, and they were like, um, was she, what Gaia said, like, does he like you in, like, your own skin? And dude's wife talks about, like, how, you know, like, she stays like this because he finds, because she knows that he likes the form that she's in, as opposed to, like, her normal skull form, and she's cool with it. Because, like, she likes looking like that, too, which it kind of, you know, goes against Guy's belief that, you know, we should be free to live as scrolls, yeah, in our own skin. But, you know, it shows that not everybody feels the same way. Even Talos, you know, like, he could, he could look like anybody. And he chose with that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's so similar. It operates on 
the same notions and like identities. And I love that the show wanted to explore that. Especially with the poem in episode, I think it was episode four, when they're in London and things off. Yeah, yeah. And she reads the poem by, uh, I think it was Marcus something. And for them to also repeat the poem in the present day, as they're about to go, as they're about to essentially have a shoot-off, a stand-off. And it's like, damn, the poem is exactly what every human would think of a deathbed. You know, and did you get what you want? Yeah. Like, uh, to yeah. feel myself beloved, to call myself beloved. Like, that is so, and when I, when I, when I, when I heard that, I was like, fuck. That just really, really hit home for me, personally. Because there, you know, there was like a similar poem or like a recital in a sense of the word that I had concocted with uh, my now ex. But you see the DNA of relationships and their struggles contextualized so beautifully within the show, between the dynamics of Nick and Mara, because they're not perfect, but they don't try to be. And when it matters the most, it can come together for a meaningful union. It was beautiful, man. It's just, it was such a brilliant way to cap off not just that episode, but that relationship. And even their, like, post-mortem of the relationship where they asked, where, like, she asked him, like, if, you know, would you have loved me... If I'd been, who, you know, the real me and everything, if would if I'd been, if I'd told you from the jump, would you have loved me? And he was like, I guess we'll never know. That, yeah. all relationships that end in like a, an amicable way like that, you do, it is a positive thing to have that postmortem question of like, hey, if we'd done things differently, like how would it have chance? Like, you know, I don't know, because... Realistically, you don't know. You can't put yourself in those shoes. But still, it was beautiful to like see that yeah. whole thing play out. And it lays into this thing of like, this is the Nick Fury show, but it's still wrapped up in all this secret invasion stuff. If it was just a Nick Fury show, we could have had more of this. You know, we could have seen a proper flashback. Like, yeah. Yeah. Flashbacks where the effects budget starts to show because we see a lot of past contextualization of modern day issues. Like maybe, you know, we see a, a superhero fight set in 1998, you know, 1999. Like, like we could have seen Nick Fury's entire backdrop and history. Maybe it also would have been nice to see, like, you know, shit point of view flashback perspectives, like, you know, back in the future. Like maybe you have a scene of Nick sometime during the Battle of New York in 2012. Like, you see him coordinating the background. You see him and Talos, you know, talking. Talos on, on, like, another heli carrier, like, directing Nick, telling him what to do, telling him what road is to fix, you know? Things like that. Like, like point of view, 
perspective shots in a sense. Kind of like what Loki did, you know, him and kind of an endgame did. But that would have lent so much credence to us understanding that yes, Nick had help, but Nick is also the man. And us, us seeing the flashbacks establishes our belief in Nick that he has what it takes to deal with this mess and graphic. And in a, in, a, in a sense, it kind of supports the notion that he doesn't really need the Avengers because he is capable in his own right. Like, that would lend so much credence to that. It would make us believe that so much more. Because show, and they had those flashbacks, those ample flashbacks, those those well-financed like flashbacks. We could have seen a lot of, a lot of like, different shifted perspective stuff with Nick in the background of several of our modern day encounters. Hell, we could have seen a flashback of Nick circa Endgame and them on the battlefield collecting the DNA samples, seeing graphic maybe in like another form or maybe him as the black guy still. Seeing him in the background, because we did see, you know, we did see helicopters flying away in the background when, when uh, Professor Holt is helping cabinet in the in the in the newly built yeah. small time machine pod like we do see helicopters and stuff like that you know so uh, i i definitely would have loved like a like a flashback behind the scenes oh there's nick after the endgame battle oh there's there's graphic and his team of collectors oh now now they're gonna go get samples they're gonna categorize all of them and then nick's gonna go you know using the help of dalton or maybe even his wife she did mention that my work is very important to me. I don't think she's talking about those fucking plants. I think she's talking something bigger. Like that room of like, you know, incapacitated real, real life officials draped in like yeah. a glowing, you know, membrane. That, that shit was fucking intriguing. That could be Vara's work, we don't know. Vara could be the original shit, like, like, uh, geneticist. Uh, yeah, she is a diplomat. But we don't know what she is on Earth. And she is Dr. Priscilla Davis. Yeah. And we do know... She did some that DNA stuff, so yeah. Rock stars. There are genetics and science books on the shelf. And I don't think that those are Fury's books. So my work could be indicative of some crazy scroll shit that she was doing while Nick was gone, or with Nick's awareness. Hell, she might have fucking built a heat, you know? Like, we don't know. Attached to it as the as an idea. What what makes it work so much for it? That whole that whole mechanism. The entire reason why it became a thing is because you is because of Fury's personal feelings towards Phil Coulson. Nothing else. There's nothing. There's no other death that has affected Nick so strongly than Phil Coulson's death in the Avengers. That was the death that finally made him go, all right, let's cut the bullshit. It's time to bring these motherfuckers together. Coulson is special. Everyone loved Coulson. And he, you know, yes, we did get a few nuggets of Nick cameos in Age of the Shield, particularly in the first season. But the 
fact that Samuel L was still willing to go shows that he sees the value in the bond between Coulson and Fury. A bond that is, that is extended in Captain Marvel by showing them as these kind of my partners. Even with Fury having obviously a higher level of rank in S.H.I.E.L.D. But they're kind of like pseudo-partners, you know. Coulson's like this young buck, you know, he's kind of still got his eyes in the headlights. He doesn't really know what's what yet, you know. He's still very much, you know, uh, black and white. He hasn't realized that there's a gray metal, you know, that's, you know, that's like a gray center. But yeah, you know, that's a man that he has watched grow up and mature into this figure. He, he, for all intents and purposes, sees him as a son. He loves that nigga. Tahiti wouldn't have happened if he didn't want to revile that nigga. He loves him. I feel like they would have had the perfect opportunity to connect all of these genetic experiments we see in Asian Shield, all of these genetic capabilities we see in Shield. Harken it to someone, man. Give it, give it, give it to the losses. Give it to, give it to Dalton. Give it to Priscilla Davis. Like, someone, man. Someone. But yeah, I feel like that was a misopportunity with Priscilla. I don't think just being a diplomat suits her since she is good in hand-to-hand combat and marksmanship, clearly. So, yeah, that whole diplomat name drop did nothing for me because you can clearly see that there are more things beneath you know, the veil of the surface. There are more things that she has done. My work? <laughs> Tell me it's not those underground, cloaked bodies. Who are those bodies? You don't know. That scene is definitely cut because it's kind of half, it's kind of half conversated because it's just, like, it just pops back to Sonya Falls when saying, it's not like any man she gets so strong. What do you mean by that, Sonya Falls? It's like, what do you mean? What does that mean? What are these people? How are, they, how are these people indicative of how our enemies got so strong? Who are these people? What is this? You know, there's no, there's no brain fracking here. So, are these people who are replaced? Are these like what is going on? So, that's definitely an element where we see uh, like a, a deleted slash cut slash reduced scene for untimely. Maybe they 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 decided on a post to just completely can it for some reason that we maybe the scene gives away too much too much maybe the scene reveals too much maybe I don't know maybe the scene exposes too many future things that they want to kind of reveal in another capacity down the line who, who knows but those scenes are definitely cut and we saw increments that were kind of confusing to not even just layman views but even like real hardcore viewers that should be able to pick up on certain cues and like contextual points that even though they aren't spoken if you know marvel if you know your marvel you're like oh okay i get it you know so oh okay i get it oh okay oh oh this is when carl was you know fighting wong and his arm was cut in new york and he was in the, the himalayas oh okay you know like things like yeah. that still don't grasp like like you know Gravik and 
guy had Groot arms. And I'm still at this moment trying to figure out where the hell did you get Groot DNA? I, cause... Well, okay, no, no, that's, that's fairly easy. So they got Flora Colossus in Wakanda because Groot had extended several of his tendrils to Thanos in a means to contain him and then I just gonna eat butter out of them. But there were meters upon meters of detached Flora Colossus scattered across a particular section of Wakanda's battle, battle points. Yeah. With yeah. the, it's like what happened with Vision. Like, you remember because Sword got a hold of Vision, Vision's body, and I just kept thinking, exactly. yeah, how did they get how? that? Didn't he fall exactly. apart in Wakanda? Like, dude. Exactly. That's why, like, more context is, is always needed. Because, yes, like, look, yeah, more hardcore fans will, will remember, oh, this is how they got this, this is how they got that. But even though we might remember, you still gotta keep telling us, like, oh, okay, Vision's body, when would they have gotten it? Well, okay, last time we saw his body, it was a Wakanda. That means maybe the DODC collected it, or S.H.I.E.L.D. collected it, or maybe, you know, S.W.O.R.D. themselves directly collected it, and then that went back to the CIA, and then they rebuilt it, gave us more vibranium, what, 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 you know, because of course they have vibranium, because, you know, CIA, uh, Agent Ross, so they definitely have vibranium chilling around there. And you know, Val is obsessed with fucking vibranium as the new head of the CIA. So yeah, the CIA is growing to be a pretty dodgy institution, considering. Very, very dodgy. Yeah, they also the ones that recruited Riri Williams. You know, so yeah, they're up to no good themselves, the CIA. They're up to no good. Yeah. There's, um, what I find weird that you know we see cia we department of data control all these alphabet agencies but no what i what is where are the police the regular beat cops and detectives where's the fbi so small scale they don't matter i mean we did see one cop in one division Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't well executed. 
persecuted. I, I, I imagine. I see. Yeah. You know, so that sucks. Things like that suck. There were, uh, yeah, but I, but then you get characters like, like I, like I was, I would ask her like, hey, why is the FBI? But then at the same time, you have Jimmy Woo popping up at the situation at Westview, and I'm like, wait, why are you here? Like, I just, I, I feel like maybe they deal with different levels of threats. Like I don't know, because Jimmy Woo was in one division. Because he was under um, Tyler Hayward's crew, oh, whatever. And Hayward is sword, but I guess he needed some other government officials in the operation because you can't do it alone. There has to be someone super, super, you know, super like vision or. What supervision? He mostly watched the show. That's the thing, because. It makes me wonder why is Sword with the feds? You know, Sword is like Nick and Maria Rambo's kind of that's their thing. Like they founded it. Like like that probably I would assume they founded it like in the late nineties, you know. That's like Nick's that's Nick's baby. If Pierce has shield maybe like if he has Hydra Shield, then Nick has Sword, Saber. Like, Nick has all of that. Him and Monica. I mean, yeah, him, Monica, and Maria. So I don't know why they're focusing on other things. Because we have things right there. We have good things right there. Yeah. yeah it just... Uh, it raises it's back to that age old question of okay, I know who you are, but why are you here though? Just uh, yeah, because yeah, I don't know. Because even like okay, looking at this honestly, Monica's powers were not easily explained, and I get it, this movie would explain it, but like. There's such little context we've seen, like we've seen her in one division for two episodes of Powers. Boom, now she's in a movie. What the fuck? Now she's in space. Okay, we get it. Nick, using a scroll, recruit her. He wants to see you. That, that they were clearly talking about Nick. She was getting recruited to save her, I guess, Nick saw her work on that. And I was like, you know what? You're pretty good and you have Powers. Maybe he knew this, I was already, who knows. So he's like, you know what, you're pretty cool, come on for sword. Saber, as it's called in space. Saber for the sword. Huh? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we could have seen it at least a little bit more action between her and Nick. You know, a little bit more conversations about, you know, Nick, tell me more, tell me, tell me, tell me more about my mom and how you guys found it. Shield, like, I mean, uh, how you oh, found yeah. you know, like, I wish there could have been some rapport between Maria and Nick, because as far as brothers and sisters, you know, on an African-American level, like, that's the only sister you got left, brother, like, everyone, everyone is gone, like, okay, okay, I, 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 I guess your wife is a sister, you, you've lost Maria, you've lost... Fuck, you've lost 
parents, you've lost so many people in your life. Now you also lost, like, integral players in his life. I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's... There's too much yeah. going on. There's a lot going on, but at the same time, not a lot of explaining going on. Because, like you said, when it comes to um, Rambo's powers, she just walked through Wanda's force field and emerged on the other side. Like, bam, you have powers now. Like, somehow the, the field manifested abilities in you. So you're saying if Wu had made it through that field, he would also have powers? Is that it? now now that she's back with them you know exactly 
So yeah, I guess I don't know. It might pay. Might, it might play a part in the next one. But yeah, like they're not really. They're not that good. This like these days at setting things up. So it's just kind of up in the air. Because all these shows have been totally disconnected from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing that happens in Falcon and Winter Soldier that comes into effect here or anywhere else. Like, there's no news report or anything. It's just... Yeah, like, yeah. there's no article about Tiamat. Yeah. Like, still, still. speak about anything. Uh, but, you know, we do get, like, She-Hulk with the the one news story about, like, guy with a guy in a bob with metal claws, you know. <laughs> like, okay, I see what you did there. That's funny. And her friend coming... Okay, but her friend popping out with all the makeup stuff between her fingers, I was like, okay, what the, what is this now? Like, is this really necessary? Just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it... Had a lot of high points, good acting. You know, a lot of... Like, every actor brought it. It just kind of lost itself a bit in the ending, around the ending. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, they definitely killed it. They definitely killed it. Um, I, In terms of what they had to work with, you know, it was acceptable for the next phase of things. But, yeah, in its own capacity, it really suffers. But yeah, no, it it was it was decent slash okay slash good ish. Just could have been so much better. Had it been executed differently. You think if it had more episodes, it could have worked better? Yeah, like if it had like maybe twelve or eleven, like one division. Yeah. More flesh talk, more stakes. I wish they didn't show us the Marvel trailer early because then we see Nick Fury in the trailer, so you know it's going to be okay. So it's like, okay, so the show doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, I had that same problem with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home because that trailer dropped when Endgame was still, like, it was on the way. It was coming soon, so I'm like, oh, okay, we know Spidey's going to be okay. And we know, like, something's going to happen with Stark. Because, like, Endgame was still in theaters when that trailer came out. Because, like, the teaser came out before Endgame. But the proper trailer came out when Endgame was still in theaters. Like, so we knew that Stark was going to die. Because they had the everywhere I go, I see his face line. So, yeah, that yeah. was that was a mistake on their part. Exactly. But with, um... Uh, I, I, I don't know what's happening with Spider-Man, honestly. Because we were supposed to get that show, that animated show, but, like, that was cancelled, and now now there's nothing. Just... Uh, exactly. Uh, Tom Holland might be taking a break from acting for a bit after that show, The, the Crowded Room. Yeah, the, just the bombing in reviews is... It's kind of a, like... You, I think there's an interview of him from like a, a few weeks ago, you just see, man, he's like, he's not taking that reception well. It's punishing him. You can see he feels bad. 
I mean, look I at it. Look, look at it from here. He was Just... Yeah, if it was like a random ass actor 
from Ireland in that show, you'd be like, oh, okay, a random twink guy. Yeah. But it's Spider-Man and also whatever character he played in Uncharted. Yeah. So people have a, they, they kind of feel a certain way about him. Yeah, they don't want to see, over yeah. They don't want to see Spider-Man taking it from some black guy in the bathroom stall, you know, just... from some guy in a bathroom stall. We also get Timothy Chalamet, bare-ass nude, give a guy a reach around while fucking him before slashing his throat in the movie Bones and All. I'm like, why? Like, was it needed? I'm like, dude, was it though? I mean, I can see why you do this. Part of the creative process. Like, dude, I can see why you'd put this there as a director. Like, this is going to get people talking. I can kind of see that. But, dude. <laughs> yeah. Give a guy, Timothy Shawnee, give a guy a reach around. <laughs> I have seen it all. What the fuck is that? I don't know. The movie is about these two, you know, the, the premise bones and all these two cannibals, they fall in love with each other. The thing is, the the dude that they, they plan on eating is gay. So, like, Timothy Shaman goes up and they charms him. They go out in the middle of nowhere, and, you know, as he's giving him a reach around, then he, like, kills the guy, they eat him. But, like, why couldn't, there is this argument of, why couldn't you just take him in the middle of nowhere, then kill him? Was this the whole scene of y'all stripping down naked and getting it on really necessary? I'm like, well, <laughs> there's arguments for it and arguments against it. Either way, it made you laugh. Just <laughs> of all things, dude, that scene made me think of the movie Platoon. There's there's a scene where Ollie. Er- Ermi, I think his name is, he's like this drill sergeant, he's like yelling at everybody. Like he, he, he's just, like if you've seen this guy, you know who he is. Like he's just yelling at people and this, he's this one guy and he, he, he asked him like, how tall are you? Like he's like, I'm like X amount of feet tall. He's like, God damn, I didn't know they stacked shit that high. And there's this one guy, he tells him, oh yes. Yeah, that guy. So he tells the one guy. You look like the kind of guy to fuck a guy in the ass and not even have the common courtesy to give him a reach around. Well, we now know Timothy Chalamet is not that kind of guy. He is a solid dude. He will fuck you in the ass and have the common courtesy to give you a reach around. So there's that. (laughs) He's a perfect killer. Yes. Oh, shit. You know, he may kill you and eat you, but he'll at least have the common courtesy to give you a reach around. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, he'll help you out a bit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which is weird, because you'd expect the same shit with, like, you know, oh, the, the Dune fans would be like, oh, he's, like, not my Paul Atreides or whatever. Like, but no, there was nothing. Just... Yeah. Oh. Whew. If, if you think about it, the perfect killer would be one to sleep with me first. Yeah. I mean, 
I was that guy. You can't get more vulnerable than when you're in sex mode. Yeah. You can't get more vulnerable. When you're, when you're like, leg is up in the air, the other one is thrusting, like, you're so vulnerable. You, you can't do anything. Yeah. So. That's that guy that, that's uh. That's the perfect time for you to get popped. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. That was it. That's who that guy was. That guy. He would. Yeah. Like, you know, screw some of his victims before he killed them and ate them. Like, that was definitely what made him an effective exactly. killer. Now, imagine back then, there wasn't a lot of, like, public gay niggas out there, so... Yeah. He was doing... The, like, he was feasting with this, because he was just... He had to put in work. I mean... Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Oh, shit. But, yeah. I do though with um you see all the castings for superman legacy you know we got god gardner hawk girl uh what's that guy may amaze no not amazo metamorpho it's it's that guy from gotham god gardner is um nathan fillion which is weird i'm gonna just point that out that's weird because no it's weird because uh, if anything <laughs> No, just not that. If anything, I thought he'd play Hal Jordan. Like, the fact that he's guy? Like... Yeah, because, uh, again, you're going to have that ugly-ass bowl cut. I don't know if they're going to be able to, like, make it work on him. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. And because also, if you want to have, like, a 55-year-old Hal, that's cool. As long as you set guy up to be the next one. Or... Oh, John Stewart. Like, I, I feel like Hal hasn't gotten a lot of movie Hollywood time because he's been obsessed with um, the Dwayne McDuffie done uh, John Stewart and how he wrote him and, you know, all of the excellence that they had done. Yeah. So, I don't think that Hal has been in the zeitgeist as much Especially with this bad PR following this movie in 2009. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely see how he's not the main character anymore. They can, like, they can have him in that movie, um, Hell. But if he was played by Fillion, being older would have made sense if it would have been in lieu of introducing a better, more prominent lantern. Guy is a very interesting choice, a very inspired choice, given it's gun. So you don't know what we 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 don't really know what plans he has for that character at the moment. But yeah, very inspired choice by gun there. I feel it's a misstep to cram all these characters into this what is supposed to be the first big movie of this new DC universe, because this is at its core a Superman movie. But it's a Superman movie that has Guy Gardner and Hawkgirl and Metamorpho. So it's like, okay, Soups is here, but so are all these other guys. So is this a Superman movie or like a proto-Justice League movie? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Or like a pre 
Liverpool Justice League movie because if it's the JSA, they're the precursor. Yeah. Unlike in... So it feels like, yeah. It feels like they want to multi-establish people, like multiple characters at once. Build this, like, character slash universal history. Yeah. That doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Just look at Amazing Spider-Man 2. Didn't work back then when you shoved a bunch of characters in. So that movie had five villains. So well, technically two villains and like three teasers for villains. So like, but yeah, that didn't work out. So shoving in multiple heroes, it's like, okay, we got to introduce... Here's a problem with the film. We gotta introduce this new Superman. And we also gotta introduce Guy and introduce Hawker and introduce this metamorpho character. Give his backstories. Because we can't have them just show up. You do need to explain who are these people, why are you here. You know, that's gonna take time away from Superman's film. You know? Yeah, 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 that's true. It's, it's, it's strange. That's strange. But I do know. I will. I know that I will be there. You know, as soon as I can be to check it out. I do want to see Gunn's take on a Superman. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Like what's happening? Though I'm not a side of yeah. it. I'm not a fan of the trunks coming back though. Just. I thought we were beyond I don't like those. Him. And I, was like, I like them. They're they're classic. They're timeless. I can excuse them personally. Yeah. I just I liked when he the new Fifty Two came along and he was no trunks. I liked when Man of Steel came in and he didn't have the trunks on him. His suit looked dope. It looked amazing. Like just. Even the black suit, you know, just, I liked the black suit when I saw it in the comics. It looked cool as hell. Just the black and silver just looked cool. But, speaking of the black suit, it makes me wonder, what universe is the Flash in, the Flash movie? Because he references the time he time-traveled in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But, in the news report, where they show Superman taking on the volcano... He's got the red and blue suit on, but at the end of Justice League, he still had the black suit. So I'm like, what universe is this in? Like, I guess he switches suits, which is confusing. But yeah, like, evidently, Soups is a guy who switches suits. I don't know, man. Evidently. Yeah, but it's like, the thing is, the reason he used the black suit is because, like, his original suit, he didn't have it on him, and... It had a hole in it from where, you know, that thing stabbed him. So, like, you know, Lois had it in, in a bed. But, like, still just, ah, I wish they kept that black suit. But, like, it's still confusing because he references the time traveled and he tells Bruce about it. So, it's like, I mean, ah, it's confusing what world this is in. Plus, him and Iris do know each other, which is in the Snyder Cut. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, like, what is it? I get you. Also, I seriously annoyed by this line that James Gunn said about, like, oh, yeah, we cut Ben Affleck out of Aquaman 2 because I don't want to make movies 
setting up movies that aren't gonna happen. And yet, the ending of the Flash fucking is like set up to a movie that's not gonna happen. Just this that universe ends with George Clooney's Batman, and that's it. Just that was some brutal, unnecessary shit. Yeah, just ah man, but just why? Just end the movie like that, like. We end the movie. No, we end the movie with Flash's tooth falling out. Cut the credits. Yeah. It's just very weird. I don't understand that. And that was a reshoot. That was a reshoot. Jesus. So, I never good news. Thorn. He's not the only 
you know, that guy was fast. But, you know, uh, I still... I still can't get over that scene. Um, remember when you were, you were kissing your first, like what the, you were with your first girlfriend and you came right as she touched your leg? It was me, Barry. I jerked you off at super speed. So like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a very, like, healthy meme. Dude. It's, it's funny because I, I saw one that included. Ezra's actions and like the crimes and you know the trauma. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, remember when you did all this stuff? And he's like, that wasn't me. That was all you. <laughs> it's such a good meme, and it really has like big, like like long legs for like lasting in the meme world. Absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. I don't even know what I should say. Cause I'm an idiot, a loser. 